What's up, everyone? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. Today, we are talking trialists, how they and the Hounds did this weekend against Akron, why we may not know their names, and potentially their impact on who we play in the preseason. Let's go. Kev, somebody turned uh, too young this weekend. How old are you now? 32. And it was funny. I was talking to Ugh. a friend of mine like two weeks ago or something. And he asked the same question. And I was like, I said, confidently. I was like, 33. And then it was like a day later. I was like, wait, no. <laughs> I was like, that's not right. And then everything has just been gravy ever since. I was like, well, I'm getting a free year. Like, this is great. I was convinced <laughs> it was 33. And then, no, it's not 32. So... Take those free years where you can get them. That's like my birthday every year is I always forget exactly which year it is. I'm like, uh, maybe I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So the past few years, I've, I've always done the math backwards. I'm like, I know what year I was born. So it'd be easier just to remember how old I am, but I just, I don't do it. Apparently not. (laughs) I, I know how old I'm going to be next month. The big, uh, Yeah, the big oh, really? four zero as Kevin is holding up on the screen. Wow. Yeah. Uh, four four. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, I'm putting it out there. It happens on March 23rd. You know what March 24th is? Hounds home opener. So uh-huh. they owe us a win. They owe me a win. We put in how many years in this After bad-mouthing them all preseason, they That's owe right. you a win. That is right. Gosh darn it. Ugh, kept Are you looking forward to birthday? So, but my my thing is like, I, I since I was, I, you know, this might sound ridiculous, but I feel like since like eighteen, I was convinced that like thirty five would be my prime based on like my personality type. You know, like my person, like I, I don't, I don't, I'm not the one going out on Friday nights in college getting drunk. Like I was like at home, like listening Sinatra, making, you know, good dinner or something. Like, so I was like 35 is going to be when I'm, you know, gonna... visual. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I was like, are you, so are you happy with 40? Are you, are you like, yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, to me, it's just a number. Like I, I honestly could care less. I know like some people, they turn 40, they won't have like a massive blowout party. I could really care less. I, I, you know, my wife has been asking me like, what do you want? I'm like, I, literally, I don't care. Like, let's, maybe we'll go. I, Josh, we, we talked this weekend. I was like, is Piper's open? Maybe we'll go to Piper's before the game. Like that'd be fun. But like, otherwise there's nothing. Um, so yeah, it's just a number. I'm 60 in my heart. That's what they're <laughs> that's right um yeah so no i'm not i'm not i yeah it it doesn't mean anything to me if anything i'm like oh cool a new decade like this could be like what what can i do this decade because i just tend to pack every year full of as much crap as i can and so as i mentioned to josh this weekend i got roped into being an assistant coach for a u19 soccer team so because of course i have like why not why wouldn't i get roped into that um on top of everything else but kev did you do anything fun for your birthday I just went up to like my favorite spots in Knoxville and had a good breakfast. Uh, took a nap in the afternoon, watched Liverpool, went to a good dinner, uh, you know, and it was it was good. It was a good weekend. Yeah, nothing nothing to complain about. Watched um, everything everywhere all at once last night. Oh, how was that? Really good. I enjoyed yeah, it. Good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I thought I was. Riley likes to watch or try to watch as many Oscar movies um, before the Oscars so she can like guess right 
like she she loves guessing and she's like always right which is like just annoys me um but uh we watched the banshees of irishina and I, i'm gonna mispronounce that but we watched is that, that good movie. i really liked it and i was like oh this is gonna be my favorite like oscar movie and then we watched everything everywhere all at once and i was like no that's my favorite yeah. Oscar yeah. Movie. Yeah. So, that's been so weird and so good like it's yeah. just so fun yeah yeah it's really good good Good, good. Yeah, that was that was on my list. Josh, you were at the uh, at the game this weekend. Did you do anything else this weekend? Yeah, uh, let's see here. Actually, on game day in the morning, we went to go see Ant Man, the new uh, Ant Man movie, and then we went shopping, went to lunch, and then we went to the game. So we had, we had like a whole day before the game because <laughs> I think the game was at what four o'clock. So yeah. yeah, yeah, did all that. That was a lot of fun. And then had today off president's day so went to a friend's house and like four of us got together and uh, played board games for most of the day instead of working so that was fun that's awesome good good yeah we saw ant-man yeah last night sunday night um and it was fun uh we were saying you know my kids were like 10 out of 10 i was like not quite but you know it's that's fine you were you were excited about it so i love the idea that you're the parent where your kids are expressing, you know, their thoughts on something, and you're just like, wrong. <laughs> ten out of ten. Come on, get serious. I didn't. I didn't shoot them down right then and there like that. I was just like, okay, like I know what's going on. Like you just saw it. You're all hyped up for it. When you look back on it after a few days, you'll probably think better of it. But you know, that's the decision you make in the moment. So I'm gonna let you feel your feelings. And then... are you? <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't wait for 40 year old mike this is it's only gonna get worse oh yeah if this if this if this off season's a preview just buckle up um, yeah I was we talked a little bit about it before on air so i know your guys' thoughts around ant-man but like i i a different question i i've seen jonathan majors in a couple other movies and i think he's a great actor it was yeah, he good yeah. as kang yeah he's i mean he was killing it like he's he was definitely probably one of the better parts of that movie was anytime he's on the screen it's he's just so subtle like yeah. liz was actually saying this afterwards like he when he doesn't he doesn't emote a lot but then when he does emote you're just like oh whoa okay <laughs> like so yeah. it's it's like a very subtle performance he was really good nice. I, I was blown away just by his performance in loki i remember like yeah. when he showed up i was like wait this is Kang, and then he was doing like a whole, almost like a Captain Jack Sparrow-y, just like completely subverting expectations, different kind of character thing. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, all right, he's pretty good. And then you start to see him in other stuff, and you're like, oh, dang, like, dude's legit. So, yeah, no, I'll, I'll watch anything he's in. I think he's great. I, it'll be interesting to see... <sighs> I don't want to give anything away, but it feels like he has the opportunity to play a number of different versions of the same character over the next five to 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see the range that he puts into those characters because he clearly cares about it. So yeah, I thought it was good. Speaking of caring about things, the, uh, the hounds drew nil nil against the Akron zips this weekend. Um, I think one of the things as we were, as the game was winding down, Steve just threw his hands in the air and was like, how did we not score against the Akron Zips? Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. Um, first and foremost, uh, Josh, had you been, you had, wait, no. Had you been back to the stadium yet this season? No, this was my first preseason game uh, being yeah. able to go to. Yeah. I um, mean, it was really good being back and there was a small contingent of the Steel Army there and we just hung out and watched the game and, um, 
kept asking Liz to move and she kept telling us that we should move instead, which was, you know, uh, you know, just on brand. So that was great. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Liz said, kids, it's preseason, please calm down. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing that was interesting, Kev, Danny Griffin was in attendance at the game. And so everyone was kind of like, what's going on there? So I immediately yeah. said, that I was going to show said, up. And then I, I said, heard Kevin that said he you're the there. worst player ever for the Hounds. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, yes. Those, that was my exact words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Famously. Yeah. Famously. Yes. Um, no, it turned out, I guess he was back in town uh, visiting his girlfriend. And apparently he has been training with Nashville's first team, uh, the MLS team this past week. So he was in town and I guess he ran into Dequa and Dequa was like, yeah, we got a game. And he was like, oh, I guess I'll just pop down. And then he just sort of hung out in the stands. So it was cool seeing Danny. And for that short period of time, speculation of like, why is Danny back in Pittsburgh? And then it was like, ah, oh, he's just visiting. That makes yeah. sense. Um, what I thought was interesting was I, as I was thinking about all of the things that happened in this game, and we can sort of share all the details with all of you who weren't there, um, it felt very much like I was covering a real game. So that was cool. The end result wasn't as cool, but whatever. So Kev, just to sort of paint a picture for you of, of what we saw, um, the Hounds sort of set up in a 5-2-1-2 or sort of like a 3-4-3 formation, definitely running three center backs. Um, and then you sort of had that fluid midfield where you had sort of the two wide outs that could either drop all the way back in a defense or be flying up the field. And then you had sort of two holding midfielders, an attacking midfielder, which was Mertz. And then we were playing with two forwards, which is a little bit different from last year. I know that we sort of, was it we Kiz would run Cicerone. What's that? Was it Kiza and Dequa? Dequa didn't play at all. So he was just sort of bundled up on the bench. Kiza did get some time. Um, but uh, it was Kiza for a while on a try list. And then um, our new signee that we'll get to here in a second, um, Langston Blackstock, which just like... I freaking love the name. Yeah. Fantastic name. I don't know how much playing time he's actually going to see based on what we saw this weekend, but we'll see. Uh, not the dog, the guy. But um, yeah, there was a lot of try lists. Kev, your boy, Marky Barra, it seems like a lot of stuff is going to try to flow through him. And he probably could have had a couple yellows in this game. Uh, dude is Good. uber physical. And it seems like he, him and even Luke Biasi, I like didn't recognize him at first because they both seem to have put on some size, which like good for them. Um, I remember seeing some similar things from a couple of players going from year one, especially year one to year two to year three, uh, just sort of understanding what it's like to be a pro and just sort of pack on some muscle. So he did look a little bit bigger and wasn't afraid to throw his weight around. Um, so that was good to see. Um, time? Nope. Kenny was on the bench. That's a little bit of a concern uh, in that he hasn't played yet this preseason and we only have three preseason games left. So at some point he'll have to get some minutes, but do we know for sure he didn't play in Columbus? I guess we don't know that he didn't yeah. play in Columbus. Possible he did. Yeah. It sounds like based on uh, listening to Houndsy, he didn't play in the game prior to Akron um, against Penn state. So yeah. We'll see. I wonder about like, how did you guys think? Well, I mean, I'm just launching into questions. You can tell me to stop. No, 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 no. Go, go, go. Um, how did Ibarra look as far as like legs? So for example, like I, I get the sense that 
taking out others? Is that what you're asking? No, I, I give it like if Mertz really is is going to be like a number ten and like a more attacking midfielder. If you know, and if Forbes sits alongside Ibarra, I would just expect Ibarra probably have to to be Kenny's legs essentially. Mm-hmm. And, and be the engine in the middle of the field and kind of, you know, close down a lot more. How do you look as far as like early preseason, you know, getting his legs under him and kind of zipping around the field? So, uh, at least from my perspective, I think whenever we would play with two holding mid- midfielders previously, you sort of had this almost like an overlap. They would sort of rotate around. So they weren't always side by side. This felt very much like they were side by side. You had him on one side and you had a trialist on the other side. And so in terms of the amount of field that they have to cover, it wasn't nearly as much. Um, Do I think he could play that position for 90 minutes? Probably. Do I see him being a solid box to box all the time? I don't know. We'll see. Um, I tend to see him hanging back just a little bit. Um, and and same same with the other holding midfielder. They were both kind of hanging back a little bit, which I think poses some interesting questions about our offense, which we can also get to. But um, what other questions, Kev? Keep them coming. <laughs> no, I, I guess I'm, I'm thinking like, I don't know. Um, well, okay. Well, the new signing. I mean, you, you, can we talk about him? You said he got some time. Maybe he didn't look that great. I mean, what, what did it look like? So we we had two signings. And Josh, I'll go ahead. I'll let you. What were your thoughts on uh, Langston Blackstock? Well, he scored a goal in the game last week before Against the preseason State. game. So yeah, I mean, State, yeah. we he can score. <laughs> I I would say the the attack this game across the board was kind of lackluster. Um, yeah. So I, but it's hard to say like that's on him only. It just right. felt like servicing like that kind of stuff getting in position uh watching the ball that kind of stuff it just was all a little bit it's preseason though you know what i mean like I, like i know that's a lame excuse you can't always use it um it sounds like bob was pretty upset at the team afterwards um some reports that he had about on the field for a very long time before letting him go back in after the game was over so yeah it, it's definitely you know concerning but at the same time I, I still thought a lot of the players were surprisingly like I, I was enjoying what I was seeing in flashes. It wasn't like a complete cohesive, you know, game or feel, but it was definitely, I don't know. I feel maybe it's just cause I was back in the stadium getting to watch, you know, the team again, feeling a little bit more confident that we have something to build off of that. We actually have a squad. Um, obviously some players weren't signed or, you know, we still need to sign more players, but it felt like the pieces were there to be signed. So, what I guess uh, maybe closing the loop a little bit on Blackstock. Did did he look? I don't know if you had to categorize the kind of player he was. Like, was he a taller, stronger target man, or was he more of a drop in and kind of make plays, or you know, was he kind of sitting on the shoulder of their last defender and running in behind like what what kind of what did he look like i know he didn't get a lot of service and so it might have been tough in it's a preseason game but i mean my feeling was that it was really hard to tell it seems like he's still trying to grasp like lily's offense which i'm not uh, we'll get to um he he has he has much 
like I, this is not a knock on the guy. He has big hips. Like I could see him like throwing his body around a little bit, like bigger hips than shoulders. So like kind of going to put your butt in the people and back them off and try to hold the ball and play it up. But it seems like for the most part, he wasn't doing that. He was trying to figure out where to make his runs. Mm -hmm. And just more often than not, they weren't connecting. There was a chance towards the end where it was just sort of played into the box and it was kind of fluky and it just didn't connect. But um I mean, it was like, I give it like a, a, a B performance. Like it wasn't anything to write home about. There wasn't many players that I think had above a B performance. Um, the other player that we did sign is uh, newly announced defender, Pat Hogan. And I will say that between him, Ordonez and Farrell, our defense looks massive. Like seeing them in person, it was like, holy crap. Like yeah. it's a big back line. Nice. And it was clear that everything is going to flow through Ordonez this year. Like Ordonez is that central of the center backs. He had Hogan on his left, Farrell on his right. And anytime we got the ball, if we're going to start play over again, it's starting with Ordonez and he's getting the ball and he's dictating where it's going from there. Was he, I just want to kind of clarify what, like you say he was dictating play was he mm -hmm. just kind of 90% of the time laying it off to Farrell or Hogan? Or was he like cutting through the defense and like really trying to like progress it up the field? It wasn't like getting it past the first le level of our midfielders. Like he wasn't bypassing Ibarra or whoever the, the, the other midfielder was. But no, he was, it was cutting, it, it was, it was moving upfield. It wasn't just side to side stuff. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes in a, in a three center back pairing, sometimes the, cent the the middle one can kind of sit a little deeper and then just play it off to the side guys. And they're the ones who's distributing or the guy in the middle can actually be the playmaker who kind of sits up a little bit more and kind of takes control and, and dictates play. So that's that's interesting. It I mean, Ordonez, Ordonez, like from from last season, he has the ability. Uh, I'm, I'm not like surprised by it. It was more about like how he compares with his kind of control and vision and everything with with Hogan and Farrell. No, but this this feels like it's his defense. Like Lily has said like this is your uh, this is one game. So like this is yeah. just what we're seeing from one game. But it feels like Lily is like this is yours. Go. Like do it. And it feels like Hogan and Farrell. Hogan just seems like a really big body that um and, and he made some good passes. He made some good plays. Farrell, I'm a little worried is a bit of a wild card. There were a couple times that he either stepped up or like took out somebody's legs or like we're going to have to see, you know, make sure he stays out of trouble. Um, Zach so, and players deserve to get, get a little <laughs> dirt on their jerseys. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's listen to what Ordonez had to say. We have a lot of other stuff to talk about this game, but listen, let's listen to his thoughts post game and, and see what we think about it. Uh, Arturo, uh, Another preseason game, another uh, clean sheet. That's two in a row for you guys. And certainly you wanted to do more on the ball, but would you say you're happy with the way you defended today? I think it's preseason still, so we have to learn a lot of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. It's good that we got uh, another clean sheet, two clean sheets in a row, but I, we have to keep working on the on the ball side of the, of the game. We have to score and get more chances. I think we can do a good job today on that and we'll keep working on that and improving. 
How much is Bob really, you know, emphasizing with you guys, you know, the need to defend as a team and also to, to get forward as a team that, uh, you know, whether it's the outside backs getting the overlap that, uh, you know, creating those chances takes all 11, really? Yeah, at this level, it's really difficult to just uh, believe that you want to win a game with one player or one situation on the game. So you have to do everything as a team and team defending and team attacking is really important for us. So that's our game plan all the time with Bob. Now you said it's just preseason, but you're still out there. You're already getting 90 minutes where other guys are getting 45 and 60. I mean, just how do you feel your fitness level is? And I mean, are you ready to go a whole season full of 90s? Yeah, I've been working a lot in the off-season, uh, running, training a lot, so I'm pretty fit and I'm happy that I got 90 minutes and I felt really good, so that's a good point and now I have to keep working on tactics and all this stuff, so I'm really happy with it. Thank you, guys. I mean, he it feels like he has a pretty bright future ahead for him. Um, really mature. This is his second year out of college. Uh, and the fact that it, you know, Bob trusts him to run the defense through. So, Kev, anything there of interest to you, or does it just feel like typical player speak? Uh, I mean, largely typical player speak. But I mean, it's good to hear, you know, him thinking of the the team as a as a cohesive unit that can kind of breathe together and kind of move up the field together, rather than just you know I'm going to head balls away and defend and block shots, and it's up to you know. The, the the forwards to make the plays i mean i think you know he makes a good point too of like in this league and in general you can't really rely on like a singular player in a singular moment i mean even it, i think maybe a subtext there too was like maybe one goal isn't really going to cut it re you know, like realistically um especially given last season but yeah no i mean it was it was good to hear him talk on stuff and yeah i mean it's it's pretty clear that he, he he's going to be a i don't know he could be i mean forbes will be the captain but We've been saying that there's kind of potentially a little bit of a void uh, for some kind of leadership, you know, abilities. And I mean, him being so young and second year out of college and everything, but it, it seems like he, he displays some of those characteristics. I don't know. I, I mean, as far as Forbes being captain, sorry, that's a little bit of a sidetrack. But like, mm -hmm. I mean, if Forbes isn't playing as much, maybe he'll be the sub more often than not. I think probably looking more likely, probably be Robbie Mertz, I think. Yeah. He'll probably be the captain most of the time. I mean, to me, there's nothing. This gets back like way back to when Lily first got here. But I, part of me feels almost comfortable with Lily making a center back a captain. Like that just feels. You just want Joe Greenspan back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen. There's a lot of center backs. Him, Toby. Um, there's there's a number of center backs I wouldn't mind having back. But I was impressed with what I saw from or or Artonia, uh, Ordonias. I tried to combine his first yeah. and last name. There you go uh ardonias yeah um no i i i you know I, he's he's developing greatly so good on him i was curious i was looking up ages so uh hogan is 25 uh ordonias is 25 and then we have joe farrell who's 29. wow that's good yeah that's a good a, spread i, yeah. I mean if if we were looking at you know uh, uh, any other pro team, it's like oh you got you got a couple years with those guys like that would be great and you know <laughs> hopefully we keep some of these guys around we'll see how the how the if they're good if they're crap I don't want uh, them yeah, to stay <laughs> I agree I agree but I think especially you know this preseason we've talked a lot about like who's gonna play and 
the Hounds still need some depth in that position. We need to sign some more players. But from what I saw from those three, I kind of like the fact that Farrell's a bit of a wild... I kind of like the fact that they're not all the same player. So, yeah. like, Farrell's a bit of a wild card. So, like, when you need that, you, like, cut him loose and he goes. But, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, what else? Jamali Waite was super vocal in the back, like all the way up to the front, like yelling, yelling at guys to move and who's open and to distribute, which is not something I remember from last year. And somebody pointed out that like, he didn't even get into the team until like the third game of the season. So he didn't really yeah. have a chance in preseason, but um, again, sort of leading from the back is something that I feel like we haven't done in the past few years. I feel like the team has been more focused on offense and then been, you know, susceptible in the back. But maybe that won't be the case this year. Who knows? Um, yeah, Josh, what else What what else happened this weekend that, uh, on the field, off the field? What are you thinking? Yeah, um, can jump to, like, the trialists. Uh, yeah, like yeah. we talked about a little bit, we don't really uh, know their names or who they are at all right now. Mm -hmm. um, but just kind of, like, watching the game uh, in this one uh, – he he wore a number two, mm -hmm. uh, shorter guy. Um, what have you been like a right, like, right back? Yeah, right back. What was it? It wasn't back. He, it was, he was like back. a winger. Yeah, yeah. He, he played. He played like the the um, the like Rivera, like the opposite of Rivera, like sort of the settles back in a defense when we need him to, but otherwise he's pushing forward. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks really good. I uh, liked what I saw of him. Um, mm -hmm. I was trying to see if that was like was the number two the game previously uh, the preseason game beforehand he was not so like I don't know much about him but yeah that's that player was really cool <laughs> yeah he was really strong he had a lot of good like targeting crosses and uh, looked like he could get the ball forward really well and he looked scrappy enough to like go in on some challenges and win the ball so I like yeah. that. There was also a midfielder that was playing uh, sort of the holding midfield position uh, that remind, reminded me both in looks and stature and sort of style as like Lebo Meloto. We were trying to remember like, who was it? It was Lebo Meloto. And so if he's still around, that could be very interesting. Um, he played most of the second half. Um, but there was sort of a, a rotating cast of characters amongst the midfield and especially up front the defenders got a pretty decent run um and even rovi i don't think rovi came in until the second half we had biasi playing which biasi again i was like who is that guy that looks like he has lots of experience and he was sort of like bossing the and that at that point he was playing right back and it took me a minute to realize it was luke biasi because i don't remember that from him last year so yeah Biasi's i mean kind of a taller guy too right yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a lot taller than I remember. So um, he had no problem taking on guys and just going at them. There was sort of a maturity there that some of the other guys just didn't have. So um, it was interesting. It was it was fun. I We had to laugh at one point because, you know, Lily being Lily. Rivera took the ball all the way down into the corner 
and then basically was battling two players, beat both players, and then like made a cross into the middle and ended up going out for a goal kick. And after that happened, Lily's yelling at him about what he should do when this player does a step over on him. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like he just beat these two guys that looked amazing. And I said, you're basically playing FIFA now. Like, come on, Bob. Like you, you just want to press a button and be like, no, 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 like step over. No, like faint, no cross, like, let him play. Oh, wait, I, I want I want to clarify. Like, so you're not exaggerating. Like he was no, yelling I'm at not him. Exaggerating. About, like when the opposition player does a step over, this is what you need to do. Yes. All right. <laughs> I feel like we could have like a five minute conversation around this at least. I legitimately would be like kind of pissed if I was the player <laughs> and my coach is yelling at me like to do. The, I'd be like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't know. That's, well, that's what what also became apparent to me as well was, as as is always, Lily is standing on the sidelines yelling to them, but all of the players are talking during the game as well. So, like, how many of them are actually hearing what he has to say, and how much of is him just yelling for like his own gratification? You know, like it just, yeah. And as as Liz pointed out, there was quite a bit of chatter back at Bob at this game. So like there were times that he would yell out and guys were like, okay, I got it. Good. Great. Like, got it. So yeah. I wasn't paying attention. How many of them were trialists though? Because like, I feel like you're, you're pretty much writing your ticket off the team. If you're yeah, like, yeah. okay, Bob, I got it. No, it was, it was like Ibarra. Um, I think there were a couple of times, I think Rovi is really good at the like smile and nod and like wave. Like I got it, but like. what has customer service. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, but, well, I, it's not going to change. I'm sure yeah. that that's just what happens. But yeah, I um, wonder was Rivera where was Rivera used in the game against Akron? Uh, left winger, exclusively. Yeah. Okay. I just, we I know he has flexibility, and so I was curious if they would have moved him in the midfield or even at right at right wing back too. But yeah, yeah okay. no, cool. they, I mean. Like Dos Santos is still out. Um, he's hoping to be back for the season opener. Um, and so what he typically played left back, right? I believe he played left back. Um, you're shaking so your I, head. I honestly can't remember if it was left or right, but he he was he was one of the quick fullbacks that could get yeah. up and, and do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So he's hoping to be back. Like we said, Dequa didn't play. Kenny didn't play. Um so I kind of like I, the idea. I mean, I, you know, I know it's early and, and you guys maybe aren't getting convinced after two preseason games, you know, um, but uh, Langston, um, God, it's such a good, I'm going to use his first and last name this year. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea, you know, it's, the, you know, the whole line of like, you can't teach height. If our back line is kind of massive and if it's him and Dequa both, I just did a quick look. Both of them are six two. Yeah, I like the idea of being big for like set pieces and and you know I yeah I always like that. Yeah, you have them too, and then you have Robbie Mertz sitting right behind them. He's and Kenny and Kid Kenny. <laughs> yeah, DeSantos. I mean, th there's definitely like it's there's a balance, right? So yeah. and even I'm sure. I mean, the guess is Kizza. Although you know, I probably said the same thing about Kizza last year. Um, when compared to him being new and other people who are already in the team. But, 
I mean, the expectation would be Kizik gets more games than than Blackstock this year, but I don't know. I would think based on what we based on what we've seen of Kizza last year, and at least to what I saw of Langston on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I guess Kizza did get more game time last year than I thought he would, but even at that, he wasn't right. right. He was like a super sub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, agreed. Um, one thing I did want to talk about just a little bit, and and obviously it's still the preseason. We have time to sort this out. But one of the things that we talked about late last year was this sense that we may not be good at, uh, I'll say assembling offensive game plans like it seems like lily's strength is really like let's build a defense let's like get let's lock it down from the back but there were times last season where it just felt like okay offense go make something happen and more often than not that was kenny gets the ball and crosses it into the box and then it's a hope and prayer to see if it goes in um there were a few times early last season where it seemed like we we had some sort of cohesive movement and strategy but this game on Saturday, and again, it's early, it, it just reminded me that it seemed like a lot of what we were doing on offense was the forwards waiting for the midfielders to get the ball, and then they're trying to make their run, hoping that somebody can feed them the ball. There was no buildup. It was just kind of like defense gets the ball. They might play it out to the wings. The wings may try to work it, but everything else beyond that, it's just kind of ad hoc. And there was a moment at the end where I was just like, Ugh. we had a corner kick and Lily literally just yelled, like, just get it into the box. And I'm like, dude, that's like high school stuff. Like literally the players that were in the box, everyone, nobody knows where the ball's going. Everyone's just like stacking the box and hoping you can get a body on it. And I'm like, this is preseason, man. Like this is the time you should have like a strategy to like figure out Who's I don't think it is post? though. I Who's think I think post? like I think I think it's it's him working out trialists. I think it's him trying to figure out what his roster is going to be. I, I don't, I th- get I don't that, think. But then when do I agree you do that, I know I agree with you. I think preseason ideally is the time where you are working on tactics and making sure you're getting everything in place and fitness levels up and everything like that. I just if he's saying just get it in the box, the corner kick is like oh thank God I was going to take it short like. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, you know, keep it in the corner, try to run yeah. out the clock. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of agree with Kevin a little bit more with, with the fact that, like, it's preseason and he's still trying to get the trialists to figure out who it is. And when you do this is when we don't see it, which is during practice every single day of the week that they're like, you know, planning their their strategies or their their, you know practicing set pieces and how those are going to go. I kind of understand not doing it during a preseason game because you're like plugging in pieces everywhere, just trying to like try trialists here, try trialists here, try people, maybe even ones who are already signed, players who are already signed, trying them in different positions or different, you know, strategies that way. So I kind of understand not really having like a, you know, okay, do set piece B here, like at this time, so. I I mean, I get that. I I fully understand all of that, but I also feel like how can you evaluate somebody if you have no sense of like how they're going to take your orders? And if the order is just get a body in there and hope that somebody gets ahead on the ball, like that's not, you're not learning anything. It's just, oh, that guy's tall and can jump. Like, cool, which I guess is something. But But the the trials are also at the practices all week, right? Yeah. It's not like, so it's, that's, that's when he finds that part out. 
Also, it could have been that could be another piece of evidence to why the likes of like Kenny and Dequa aren't really playing in these games. Because if it is something where it's just we're stretching the trialists to see, you know, yeah, like what they can do and what they're capable of. There's no reason for for Kenny and Dequa to really kind of try to be part of a larger system yet at this point. Yeah, so we'll see. Word on the street is that uh, we might have some news coming as early as this week that a number of the trialists may have um, uh, contracts on the way or were at least offered, and we'll see what happens from there. So I don't know if that makes me feel good or bad about the fact, again, that you know the play on Saturday was kind of like, meh, against a college team. Even, even as we were driving home, uh, my wife was like, she was like, so wait a minute. Akron is a college team and I was like yeah and she was like are they a good college team and I was like yeah they're kind of good you know they you know they're up there um and she was like do they play college teams a lot and I said well it's just the preseason and you know other teams are playing other USL teams or MLS teams and Susan should be giving the uh, team talk here. It was just like she was trying to work it through in her mind and then as we talked through it she was like yeah, I guess I don't really get it. And I was like, I, yeah, it actually led to like a revelation for me that we'll talk about here in a second as to why that might be the case. But I also don't know how much of that is legit versus um, paranoia feels like too strong of a word, but there, I think there is some of that in there. So just to sort of get to this, well, first, any other, Josh, anything else you wanted to say about this game or Kev, any other questions that you had about this game after we sort of watched it through? I don't think so. Nah, I think I'm good. Okay. It was fun. I mean, I will say it was it was great to be back at Highmark. Like there weren't any concessions, so we could like bring our own food. Everyone was just hanging out, um, you know, BSing, watching the game. We were right behind the 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 uh the team, so you could hear Lily clear as day. Um, and it was a good time. I think my kids were bummed that like there wasn't smoke and flags in the steel army section. <laughs> they were like, Wait, we're sitting here? I'm like, relax, we got a few weeks. We'll 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 get there. Don't worry. Um but no, it was a good time. I, I did miss it more than I thought I would. So I was I was glad to be back. Um, Josh was giving me a hard time thinking I wasn't going to show up. And I was like, I'll be here. Don't worry. I um, For some reason, I thought you had ended up saying like, oh, I'm not going to make it. And I just, I figured you weren't going to be there. So then when you showed up, I was like, oh, crap. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. Um so to the to the point about the trialists and why we don't know the trialist names, even if we do know the trialist names, um, I I well, what is that? Are you suggesting well, you know, Michael? I I don't know. Um, there may I mean, be people a who thing on Discord where we're trying to figure out like, oh, this player, let's use Google image search and that kind of stuff, and like yeah, yeah, right. looking at previous, you know, pretty much. Some of them we have an idea who they probably are, but yeah. we're also realizing there's a reason why Bob and the team is not releasing yeah. the names of the trialists. And it has well, nothing good. to do. It, we it should keep no it under wraps here in case you know the MLS well, teams are listening to our podcast. <laughs> I was gonna say it has nothing to do with you know us knowing. It has everything to do with other people knowing. But so um, I put out a YouTube short midweek. Uh, so. I, this is the, the I, I'm trying to think of. You could just know that this is from a trusted source, but one of the reasons why um, the team may not be revealing trialist names is specifically because 
um, the trialists themselves have no commitment to stay with the hounds. So if the team were to come out and say, you know, Kevin Sparks as a trialist scored three goals in our pregame match against Penn State. Yeah, get on this. Yes. There's 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 <laughs> there's nothing to keep MLS teams, MLS Next Pro teams, NISA teams, whoever it may be from coming in and swoop and, and offering Kevin a deal to come play for an MLS team. And, Jeez, and I, would hate contract. I would be really disappointed in my MLS team. If they were like, Oh crap, let's give him a contract. After <laughs> <hearing that this laughs> <guy> <laughs> scored three goals. So, so it is not a, it is not a league rule that trialists cannot be disclosed, but this is a decision by the team not to disclose trialists for potentially that reason. Um, it made me think, like, is there anything that has happened in the past that has caused that to be the case? Because this is this is a this is a relatively new rule. Like this just started. Um, I, I thought this was the first year. I believe this is actually the second year that we've done this. Um, but thinking back through, there have been a few players in the past that we've said, oh, I think we've even gone so far as to sign players that have then vanished off our team and showed up on an MLS squad or showed up on some other USL championship team. So this might be a case of Lily saying, I'm tired of that happening. I'm just not telling people who's in camp until they're officially signed and can't go anywhere. So that's one of the reasons I think it makes sense. It stings for us because we want to do all the sleuthing. This is the exciting time, right? Like, this is the exciting time for any team when it's like, oh, you're going to get some new players. We're like, who? Let's figure it out. Let's do the math. But like, it is, it, that's just is what it is. But in talking to my wife about the team playing college teams, it made me wonder if that isn't part of it as well. Like, why are we going to go play, you know, multiple MLS teams as we get closer to the season to have somebody be a standout player that the MLS team then wants to turn around and sign? Similar to how Lily went inside like Tommy V after the Hounds played a scrimmage against whatever his college was. So there might be a method to that madness too in that college teams can't sign your players. Like they're they're in camp with you. So. And it sounds like a stretch when you say like, oh, an MLS team will sign, but you gotta remember MLS Pro Next is a thing. Yeah. So like, yeah, sure. Maybe they're not like watching this preseason scrimmage and being like, oh, that guy needs to be on our first squad in the MLS. Like, no, but maybe it's a player who, or a bench, even a bench player on the MLS Pro Next team that, yeah. you know, you might want to pick up and like pretty much have in your back pocket. So, yeah, kind of makes more sense. And there's, yeah. there's just so many teams now. Like there's so yeah. many leagues and teams where it's, it's not like back in the day where like, you know, there's pretty much one, you'll, or one uh, tier two league, one tier three league it's like multiple in every division essentially except for uh tier one so it's it's definitely a situation where you kind of have to think that there's a lot more competition for these players now than there ever has been yeah so that's that's sort of the sense that we're getting it like i said it sounds like we might get some of the names of these trialists sooner rather than later because some of them have actually been offered contracts and then we'll sort of see what happens but um yeah, Mike, yeah. I feel like you got to fess up a little bit here and admit when you're wrong because you were like, they're not going to announce anyone. And I feel like we've gotten some pretty uh, good well, number of announcements here. Well, no. So wait, what did we say? We said they weren't going to announce anyone. 
this was two weeks ago. We said they're not going to announce anyone before like the next show. And then they announced a backup keeper or they announced a keeper. And we we're like, oh, thanks, guys. And then they did announce um, they, they like actually teased it out on social media before they announced Hogan as the defender. And then the Langston just like came out of nowhere. Like there was no announcement. It just like appeared. And I was like, whoa, OK, cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, we've got a few players. Uh, I, it, we still have a really thin midfield and, and, and listen, in all honesty, I know we need, we need more defenders. Um, we need more in every position really, except for maybe forwards. If you're going to play a single forward, but it sounds like we're going to play two. So you're probably need at least one more forward. Um, so I think at least defensively and goalkeeper wise, I feel really good about the squad. I think we could roll out a team that has the back three of Hogan, Ordonez, Farrell. I think Jamali Waite is a is a decent USL championship keeper. And I think out on your wings, players like Rivera, Biasi, Dos Santos, I think that's a pretty competitive back line. Where I'm a little bit concerned is ball movement through the midfield and then what happens when it gets up top. And, and we've sort of already talked about, you know, concerns about the offense in general so that's really where i'd like to see some some real improvement over the the next two weeks we got two weeks guys that's it like two weeks and we're 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 there um so yeah is it three more preseason because there's one tomorrow if you're listening to this live today yeah. if you're listening, you know when it usually comes out on podcasts mm-hmm. tuesday so we have a game against detroit on tuesday so mm-hmm. yeah we got Detroit on Tuesday. We have Pitt on Saturday. I believe it's Saturday. And then Louisville the following weekend. And then that's it. We're into the season. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it, honestly. Like, I, I I, I know I've been down on the team this preseason. I'm still not up on the team. But, I, you know, I can root for that defense. So, like, if we if we... <laughs> If we go into a lot of games and it's like nil nil one nothing, I'll be like, great, like I'll, I'll take it at this point because of how I'm feeling. So, yeah. Anything else, guys? About you know, just sort of the trialist situation, or anything about anything else about the game this weekend, or anything like that. I hate okay. the idea of you now being an assistant U19s coach inflating your confidence. In <laughs> Listen, this was not by choice. Okay, literally. Start screaming like Bob had to defend a step over nope. to the players. <laughs> nope, no, nope. no. Listen, I was actually asked to coach or assistant coach a uh, U14 team, and I was like, nah, I'm like, I'm, like I'm not okay. good enough for Mike Sparks. No, 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 no. Okay, listen, here's the whole story, Kev, just to paint the picture for you. They asked me to coach our middle uh, assistant coach our middle son's team. But my wife and I had already decided that because of how brutal my oldest son's injury was this past fall, that if he's going to play this spring, that I would be the one to go to all of his games and practices because she didn't want to be there in case something else happens. And so we were going to split because we know that there's going to be practices two nights a week, games on Sundays. We're probably going to be different places. So I told the coach, I was like, I can't, like, I'm going to be at my older son's. So the next thing I know, somebody from the association is emailing me, asking me for my clearances. And I was like, my clearances for what? And they were like, oh, we just assumed you'd help with the U19 team. And I was like, come on, man. So, yeah. Um, 
Uh, so when you get into license, your coaching license, uh, I, I already hospital. have, I have like the lowest level license, but like, yeah, no, I had to, I had to watch like two hours of, of youth protection videos, which I already have to watch for scouts anyway. And it's, it's, it's been fun anyway, <sighs> moving on. Um, so, uh, guys, the open cup round or, or the, the round that the hounds will be playing in the open cup has been announced since our last episode. And for those who haven't been paying attention, Kevin, do you know who we're supposed to play in the first round? You raised your hand. You were asking. I know, but I'm allowed to degrade myself, not you. Okay, well, so the Hounds are scheduled to play the Rochester Rhinos of the MLS Next Pro in the second round of the U.S. Open Cup at Highmark Stadium sometime between April 4th and 6th. We don't know the exact date, but... There is what it is. Now, that's an awesome draw. It's an awesome draw. But um I, oof, yeah, I don't know. Josh, you I I see you sort of clicking on the link and and I think you have the tweet open. Do you want to like break down here Rhino's archive which is a Twitter thread um or it's a it's a Twitter person account that talks all about the rhinos has sort of broken down what they think the odds are of the rhinos actually playing this season can you get into the details of that and sort of paint the picture as to whether or not you think this is actually going to happen yeah so basically it kind of boils down to radio silence right now coming from the organization uh with the fan base as well like to the fan base so uh let's see here I, i think in that thread he mentions uh so uh last year november 30th half the team was released since then more players have been traded or signed elsewhere on the first or the first month of the year uh the coach left the team uh and then also like a couple of days later uh was the last time any social media posts were uh made so like we're talking like since january there, there's been radio silence from the club now it doesn't help any that you also got to remember the uh, MLS Pro Next, that's what league they play in. There hasn't been any announcements, like what, what's the schedule or anything uh, about that league. Like, it's going to happen. Like, I can't imagine it not happening, but we're, we're getting, like, they play sooner than we do, like uh, MLS does. So I would assume MLS Pro Next will probably play close to the same time as MLS. So, like, the fact that we haven't heard the schedule is also annoying. And a lot of people are wondering if it's because of the Rhinos not knowing for sure if they're going to be in the league or if they're going to be playing. So there's a very big possibility that this is a cool draw for us no matter what. Like, we want the Rhinos. That's kind of a cool history for us. And it'll be really nice to play them again. But they might not be a club. <laughs> like, we don't know yet. They might be taking another hiatus. They might be rebuilding. This is, you know, all very strange because when they got the announcement that they were coming back they had the backing of Velarde. they had like the whole big you know to do there was all this talk about they were doing a, a documentary series about like the club uh following uh Vardy, uh, Velarde, uh whatever uh, jamie vardy yeah. yeah vardy with it so it's like uh, it, it felt like there was a lot of momentum then they rebranded no longer called the rhinos which really sucked um and ever since then it just seems like they had like a lackluster season losing players losing their coach yeah uh it's not looking good yeah 
So I, I don't know, like hoping that it happens, but in all likelihood it may not. Um, the winner of, of that game will then advance to the third round, April 25th through the 26th, which is when MLS enters the competition. So there is a chance that we just win that game by default if Rochester doesn't show up. Um, and then we just get an MLS team, which would be fantastic to have an MLS team at Highmark. But who knows? We, we, we really sort of, oh, the past few years, when if, if, whenever we faced an MLS team, we're going away, which is always terrible as well. So who knows what's going to happen? But um, yeah, I don't know. I love the idea of Vardy and the Rhinos being like a second version of FTX and just like, you know, celebrity endorsements for something that's a fraud. (laughs) I mean, I don't because I wish Rochester would have a team, but yeah. The fact that they, they created the team and then they were sort of one of the first independent clubs to join the MLS Next Pro. And everyone was like, what are you doing? Like, why yeah. would you do that? Like, the fans don't want that. Like, it's why? And I think we just, we discussed it when it happened. And it was just kind of like, maybe there was hope that that would lead to an MLS team. But I can't imagine based on some of the other teams that are in the running for an MLS club that Rochester is going to leapfrog them and suddenly become an actual prospect. So yeah. The only thing I can think of is if there was some money involved there where MLS was making MLS next pro more attractive to owners. Like if they're like, well, we have, we have the MLS brand behind us and we have like, you know, guaranteed, Blah 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 yada yada. So I'm I'm guessing there had to been something along those lines because I can't imagine any of like the fan base was clamoring for them to be in no. MLS Pro next. Like no one wanted that. Like oh we're gonna play a bunch of two teams. Yeah right. that sucked. Like that's one of the worst things about USL there for those years was that playing the two teams always felt like it made the team feel like an amateur league instead of a pro league. Yeah, I, and I don't know how much of it. Also, I. I haven't seen if MLS if MLS Next Pro will be on TV. I know that the MLS scored a sweet Apple TV Plus deal where Apple's covering all the games, and so there may be some additional money there. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's going to be watching those games. I don't know. Who, no, nobody's going to be going to the away games. Like when Rochester travels to some B team, like there's going to be no fans there. It's going to be a miserable experience for for the fans and for the team. So. Whatever, man. I, I don't I don't get it. I mean, uh, I don't think we announced it here, but um, uh, the USL has officially signed at least a one-year deal with ESPN. So we know that those games will still be on ESPN Plus, at least for the next year. We'll see what sort of happens after that. It was sort of up in the air. We still don't know what's going to happen with the refs because there isn't a deal with Pro. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, a lot that's up in the air um, for this season. So, yeah. Anything else on either of those guys? Mm, no, no. Cool. I'm, I'm trying to remember what what are they called anyway? I, I'm trying to remember what Rochester, Rochester, New York FC. That's right. Yeah. I knew it wasn't like just Rochester FC. It was something stupid. Yeah, Rochester, New York FC. Terrible name. It feels like they let Jamie Vardy pick the name. He's like, "How does cities work over there? We'll just call it <laughs> Rochester, New York FC." I imagine they just wanted New York in there because it sounds yeah. better. Yeah. Like yeah. Rochester FC. Oh, that could be in- no New York is cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. 
Um, I have been seeing uh, a lot of uh, publicity about all the different MLS kits that are being released and people doing rankings, which does make me curious when the Hounds are going to release their kit. Um, you mean if? Yeah, gonna, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no guarantee that we get a new kit this year. Uh, yeah. Just, just warning you right now. I don't know why you think we will have a new kit. There's well, been no hints at it at all. It feels like we're on a multi-year cycle, right? Where um, it seems like we we will get a kit and then we will keep it for at least two years, but like we rotate like the off kit. So we've had the same home kit, the the gold and black hoops for the past two years, but we then switched our away kit. And then it seems like we'll keep the away kits, but then switch the home kit. So I, who knows if it's actually, if any of them are actually gonna be new. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but, um, it would be nice just to see some kind of announcement, a player wearing it, something, you know, we'll it's nice to want things. Mike. It, is <laughs> nice <to> <laughs> it is nice to want things. Hey, you know what I want? I want people to go and follow us on uh, YouTube and be part of this pick'em game. So, uh, just another plug out there. We are going to have a pick'em game basically before every hounds game in the regular season the way it'll work is that we will put up a post on youtube it might just be a short it might just be a post where it's like hey this is the place to do it but go and add your score prediction if you get the exact score of the game right you will get three points if you get the the winner or draw right you get one point if you get none of those right you get zero points the person with the most points at the end of the season will win two season tickets for the steel army section for 2024 um now in order to qualify for the prize you have to be a supporter of the show which there is now a link over on youtube i will put a link up on twitter tomorrow uh it's ten dollars and you just go in ten bucks you're in your part you're one of the supporters in addition to potentially winning the prize for the end of the season for pick'em there will be other things that we're going to incorporate uh just for you uh over the course of the season so ten bucks for the entire season basically helps us keep the lights on and pay for things like when our microphones break nobody's actually making any money off of this so um you know we appreciate the support go check it out join and get a really decent shot at winning two season tickets for the hounds in 2024 which is kind of nuts as i say it out loud um <laughs> but that's what we're doing so um check that out guys we as we mentioned we only have two weeks of preseason left we're at detroit on Tuesday or today, depending upon when you're listening to this, the game is at 2 p.m. And Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like all of Detroit's games are like behind closed doors. So I don't know how much we're actually going to know about this. Yeah. It's going to be just like the Columbus game where we're not really going to know much. We're going to get probably a vibe check and that's about it. Like we're, we're going to hear about like how, how was the post game interview with Bob yeah. uh, that Grubba does or whoever does it. And it'd be like, oh, okay, that's about all we got. Yeah, I will say Grubba did a pretty good job of uh, live tweeting the game this weekend. You could tell he's like getting back into that mode too to get ready for the season to start. So who knows? Maybe he'll go to Detroit and, and do that for us as well, but maybe not. And then Saturday at 7 p.m. against Pitt at Highmark. Again, that is open to anybody who wants to go. So go check that out, a night game. Um, concessions will not be open, so you can sort of bring whatever food you want. But next saturday at 2 p.m the hounds will play louisville and that's when the uh, high mark is going to sort of get back in the full swing and concessions will be open and you can like buy stuff there and that'll sort of be the dry run for the season to kick off so um yeah i mean what let's uh before we sort of wrap up here 
you know, we're we're technically halfway through the preseason. We've played three preseason games. We have three left, two weeks of games, and then we're literally talking about the season starting. Josh, what are you wishing for? Yeah, I know it's nice to want things. What are you wishing for between now and, you know, we, we face Louisville uh, next week? I mean, it's going to be kind of a boring answer, but I, I just kind of want the behind the scenes, like, gears to start going with the hounds like marketing and publicity and and the hyping of it like i i want to start seeing that happen like i'm excited to see them roll out like ads sounds stupid but like you know just just good old marketing ideas going out there trying to get people into the stadium and want to feel like that's happening because right now it's definitely preseason mode where it's like uh yeah okay if you if you're a diehard you know that they're playing preseason games and that's about it and like yeah you saw how many people were at the preseason game there was probably about uh about 10 steel army members and then like another 10 randos and now it's pretty much it players families from akron yeah Yeah. so yeah i want to see that happen yeah um i was thinking about the other day i was some oh we went to the movies last night uh, this movie theater is, is, I think I mentioned before, super local. And so before the movie starts, as you're waiting to get in, they'll just have something from TV on. So they had like, this, they had, they had KDKA was on the screen. So we were sitting there watching Bob Pompiani talk about pirates preseason in Florida. And I'm like how they're covering pirates training camp. And I'm like, dude, you could literally just like point your camera across the river and the hounds are having preseason games too. And I know that Bob Papiani is a big supporter of the team, but um, agreed. Like that's something else where it could be like, oh, yeah. even if it's like 30 seconds, like the hounds of a preseason game against Akron and you could come down next weekend for free. And yeah, that would be good. Kev, what are you, uh, what are you looking for? Uh, nothing. I got nothing. I, because I just, I mean, I know what's going to happen. You're, and... you're happy with the team as it is. No, but <laughs> there's realities that are unavoidable, right? Like I, like we all knew before preseason was even a thing before it even started that it would be, it would, we would likely still be making 10 to 15% of our signings after the first game of the regular season. And I get the sense that probably that's going to happen again this Ooh, time around. That's hurt. And, that hurts. And so, I, I mean, I could be wrong. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, it would be nice. I, I mean, the, you know, the stupid fan view uh, is I would ideally like to have the full squad signed. And then you have two solid straight weeks of training with your complete known set of players that you're going to have for the season. And so you can stop worrying about, um, uh, <laughs> you can stop worrying about, um, you know, everything about like just putting trialists through the, through the ringer and seeing who can make it out the other end and, and actually focus on tactics and, and corners and things like that. But yeah, that's fair. One thing, uh, and this is not entirely related to what I would like to see. I I already sort of highlighted the areas that I think I would love to see more. Um, I don't say ability, but like I feel like we're light in midfield. And I think we're light in putting goals in the back of the net. I know the Dequa, Kizza, I would love to see like one more um, 
not big name, but somebody that can go out See, this there. Is, but this, uh, and this is the internal conversation we've had all preseason is, you know, you have the Dane Kelly answer from last season. No, and, I know. In, in this, I mean, this gets back to something else that I'm just going to plant the seed. We can have this conversation in more detail maybe next week. But I know that Bob likes to sort of wait and see what drops out of MLS and sort of see if we can't pick up players. The few times we've actually done that, it hasn't worked out. Like when you look back at the players that we've signed that previously played in MLS, like Argudo is a is a prime example from last season where it was like, oh, we got all excited. Here's this guy that has all this potential and nothing happened. And so I'm just wondering if that mentality while on the surface looks good, like, oh, get better talent. Name me a, a former MLS player that has played for the Hounds in the past five years that's actually made an impact. I thought Todd Wharton was okay. You saying Herzog didn't work out for us? No. Like, I mean, he was okay. But again, it felt like he clashed with Lily and then he was gone. So it's just like. Yeah, but he picked up a kid and scored a goal. <laughs> He That's did what really more, matters. He, he did more for the Hounds marketing team than he did for the team on the field. We'll just put it that way. Shots so, fired. I don't know if I'm I just saying, that, like, yeah. if that if we're holding out our hopes for, for that, like, I like Corey. He's a great guy. We've had him on the show. But, like, it's just not – you're not finding another Kenny because he dropped out of the MLS. Or you're not finding a Danny Griffin because he dropped out of the MLS. That's not going to happen. Don't need to find another team. <laughs> I had to go there. I'm what sorry. What's the name of the guy that used to play for the Portland Timbers that played for us for a hot minute and he got injured right away? Yeah. Fitz. I know you're talking about. Didn't his dad, his his family owned a bar up by you guys? Uh, Bishops was the name of the bar. Uh, yeah. But I, this is why, like, I'd like to do some digging between now and the next episode and be like, when when is this work? Yeah, we're doing what we do best. We throw out completely yes. uh, non-researched, uh, <laughs> you know. Bullcrap. Theories. Yeah. yeah. We hope Justin listens or uh, Steve <laughs> and come back with some actual Guys, data. I was really proud of my Todd Wharton call. That was that was like that. Uh, I that was good. That was good. Was good job. Yeah. Good job. Good job. So one thing also to mention is that next Saturday, uh, right before the Louisville game, the AGM starts at noon. So Josh, any any news or any tidbits to share about what to expect from the AGM this year? Yeah, so we, we uh, have two positions open up on the board that we always have, the member representative positions, uh, and nominations are going on right now for that. So if you are a member, you can just email us and actually nominate who uh, you want for that position. You can even nominate yourself. Don't feel bad about that. Um, just because, yeah, then you have to actually run, though. And <laughs> when you run, uh, we do all the voting. Uh, usually do online voting a week before, a couple of days before, and then uh, in-person voting at the AGM. So that'll all happen. We have gotten our membership packages pretty much completely together. I'm just waiting for the membership cards to come in. But the scarves are in, the lanyards are in. Uh, so the membership cards are on their way. I think uh, FedEx already gave me the shipping notice for it. So we'll have those. And after the AGM, we'll start shipping out any online orders. So if you bought it online or are waiting for it, get shipped out after the AGM. Just in case people who originally thought they were going to have it ship show up to the AGM and just pick it up. Um, and other than that, yeah, come on down. It's Louisville game. It's going to be fun to watch that game anyway. Uh, come a couple hours early. 
we're going to have the upstairs uh, available to us. Working on with that with uh, Nicole at the Hounds right now to kind of get it all figured out. But uh, yeah, so it should be good. Nice. Um, and not asking for anyone in particular, but if you just show up at the home opener, will you still have membership packets available that can be purchased at the tailgate? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, we, we buy enough to hopefully last us. Like, ideally, even if we have a huge rush, we'll, we'll have enough for at least midseason. Uh, but yeah. I'm so. asking for Kevin. That's that's really why I'm asking. Yeah, because, so. you know, Kevin's going to show up too. <laughs> that's that's definitely on his radar of things right. to actually do. Kev, are you going to be in Pittsburgh at all this season? Can we, like, pin you down for a game? Maybe. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that, was, my, that was my reaction, but I, I wanted to ask. It was it was the reaction of pinning Kevin down for anything. Like, <laughs> even if he's going to be in the city, he'll be like, oh, I'll be in the city, but let's not. Let's be flexible here. Yeah, we'll see. Come on. I'm going to I'm gonna be there for two weeks, but come on. Let's not. <laughs> let's not get hasty yeah. and put anything on the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> No, probably not. Just because. So I, I've I've had to save up a lot of PTO because Riley and I are taking our honeymoon finally after three years, and so we're oh. taking an extended vacation in September. Um, so it's going to be the, the, the <laughs> great vacation spot. Yeah, the Gateway Flipper Tour. That's going to be your your honeymoon. Yeah. I forget who it was, but someone was bashing like that part of the country, like I think Cleveland in particular, but like I think you can throw Pittsburgh in this as well, but. They were saying, like, no one ever says, like, I'm going on a vacation where Cleveland. Like, no one ever goes. <laughs> they probably say the same thing about Pittsburgh on, on some level. But, yeah. 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 Where are you going? Italy. Italia. Nice. Yeah. We're going to spend, like, 10 days there. So. Mm -hmm. gonna, ten, gonna... 10 days for Italy and none for your hometown. That's fine. Get out. <laughs> I completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, um, guys, anything else for this one? We good? I think we're good. Awesome. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you go and you follow the show on YouTube. Uh, again, we're sort of pushing YouTube. We're still going to be doing stuff on Twitter. But like we said last time, all of a sudden, Twitter just might not work. Or your you know, entire thread is nothing but Elon Musk talking about how great he is. So in that event, you always will have YouTube to fall back on. We are going to be like dual posting. So like posts and polls and things will all be over on YouTube. And then once we actually get into the season and we are doing score predictions, that will all be in YouTube just in case you, uh, Twitter just falls to crap over the season and then we lose everybody's ranking. We don't want to do that. So everything will be in YouTube. So go follow us on YouTube. I'll say YouTube, 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 YouTube. Um, yeah. Go subscribe on YouTube. Uh, make sure that you sign up to be a supporter of the show. $10. That gets you in the running to get two season tickets for 2024. Make that happen. Um, I think that's it. So thanks, everybody. As always, we will talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.